I missed it. The podcast where we watch and talk about a show that one of us wanted to watch again and the other one missed entirely. I'm Ryan and I missed it. I'm Brittany and I did it. And we are on Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 2 Episode 8, The Dark Age, which I'm not sure why it was called that after having watched this episode, but here we are. IMDB says, Giles' past comes back to haunt him as a demon that he and Ethan Rain summoned in their wild youth seeks them out in Sunnydale. I enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm going to give it like an eight and a half. Five and a half. Oh, boy. Didn't really like it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Which I'm disappointed. I don't remember. Like, I have a lot that I remember, but it's like little details. I don't remember the episode like as a whole. Hmm. So I'm, like, disappointed that I don't like it. Gotcha. My, literally, the redeeming quality of this episode was the end. Gotcha. Like, not in the very end, but, like, how they got rid of the demon. Yeah, that was very good, and we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, IMDB does give this one a 7.9, which is uh, lower than some episodes this season, but there are 6.0s yet to come. So we'll get there. Bad X is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> So, we pick up where we left off um, at the end of the last episode. Buffy and Giles have had this incredibly touching moment uh, at the graveyard when um, Buffy's old friend, Ford? Yes. Ford uh, did the whole vampire cult thing and they tried to turn into vampires and Spike and everyone was there. It was a whole thing and it was really interesting and Buffy grew. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we don't talk about it. Yeah, they like skip everything and just go right to what's happening now. It's funny because it feels like the episodes are out of order. Yeah. Because the Halloween episode dealt with Ethan Rain. Yeah. And then they did... Lie to me. Lie to me, which did not deal with him at all, but jumped Mm -mm. back to the Spike plot. Yeah. uh, Spike and Drusilla. And then we jumped back into this one, which is Ethan Rain again. Yeah. And Giles' plot. And then the next two episodes, I believe, is Spike and Drew plot get it i do not get it but whatever because they're both interesting plots i assume this is all the giles plot we get for a while unless you count his relationship with jenny yeah i mean yes that's the plot that we get because we get jenny plot that'll be interesting moving forward because there are lasting uh consequences from this episode or at least there should be we'll find out (laughs) So, you mentioned that you remembered some details from this one. What did you remember? How well did you remember this one? A lot of this episode that I remembered was, I saw it and I was like, oh yeah, I remember that that happened. But, like, thinking of this episode, I didn't remember, like, anything. Like, when I I just saw the description and it started, I wasn't like, oh my god, I remember that these things happened. It's like, as they happened, I remembered that they occurred. Um, so I remember that Giles didn't hear the banging on 
the door of the library or, yeah, the back door of the library because Buffy was listening to music. Buffy was aerobicizing. Yeah. Which is a word. Yes. I remember the tattoo on, because they showed the guy in the morgue uh-huh. and they showed, they showed the tattoo. I literally wrote down, oh, I remember the tattoo. Giles has one too. The tattoo was good, but you would think that it would fade over time. Whereas it looked like the one on Giles' arm had literally just been given to him. It looked the same as what they put on Buffy's neck. Because tattoos fade over time. Yes, but if it's magical, it won't. Yeah, that's true. Magic. Magic, magic, magic. You can't Mm -hmm. explain away anything. Yeah. Um, I remember that... Well, I wrote it down in the remembered part, but this is the first... Giles' apartment sighting. Yes. We see the outside of his apartment. We see the inside of his apartment. And the inside of his apartment um, becomes a major, um, like, set starting in season four. Once they can't really be at the school. Yes. That makes sense. Um, I and did, it doesn't change. I did appreciate his uh, medieval door mm-hmm. and his uh, peephole that slides but has a grate in it. Mm-hmm. It was very Giles. Yeah. Um, I remember that the goo or whatever went to Jenny because, like, touched her hand when she was unconscious. Yes. I remember her face changing. Jenny's face? Yeah. That so, was like, good. She's pretending to be Jenny Calendar, and then she said something, and, like, she, like, went up against Giles or something and then came out, and her face was just slightly different Mm -hmm. and then when she came to ethan's place um her face was completely different yeah they had markings and ridges and scales or things it was interesting they do the thing that buffy enjoys doing where they show us a flashback of the demon Mm -hmm. before and then the demon possesses someone now Mm -hmm. and they look kind of like what the demon looked like in the flashback. Yeah, like in the worst episode. Yeah, it's happened... Well, it's happened a couple of times, I think. Gotcha. I'm specifically thinking of the episode, Jane Date episode. I don't remember what that's called. Oh, the... Uh, uh, you, ro- uh, you, you, Jane, I, Robot, yeah, or whatever it is. That, yeah, that, that one, one. Yeah, that one was not good. But, but it's similar. Yeah. It struck me as a recurring theme here. We do have an angel sighting. Mm-hmm. At uh, 11 minutes 30 seconds, Angel shows up uh, outside the hospital where Buffy is fighting uh, vampire doctors. I assume they're not actually doctors and they're just wearing scrubs, but I wanted to say the phrase vampire doctors. Or they could be vampire doctors. They could be. They very well could be. It's a good gig. Yeah. Well, because I literally wrote down, but the vampires aren't hurting anyone. They're literally just getting blood. Like, I understand we don't want to take blood away from the hospital because that's bad, Mm -hmm. but they're not killing people. They're drinking blood from... Bags. These bags. Right? Meals on, like angel meals on, meal, meal in a bag is what they said, right? 
Yeah. Like, Angel doesn't drink human blood. Like, they were doing. He drinks pig's blood, but still. Like, they're drinking it from a bag. They're not killing people. Right. I just didn't understand the need for a fight at that moment. Well, they hadn't had one. So they needed to put a fight in the show, and they needed a way to get Angel in the show, or in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the repercussions of people are stealing bags of blood, like that immediately is something that the authorities have to worry about. So if Giles is really concerned about keeping this all on the down low, Mm -hmm. then you would make sure that the blood delivery day goes off as smoothly as possible. Yeah. Angel even says, he's like, everyone knows about this. Yeah. This is not a secret. Right. This is the day when the vampires will show up to take the blood, and we need to make sure that doesn't happen. That's why he was there. Yeah. Yeah. And then Buffy almost kicked him in the face. You know, like you do. Yes. It's fine. We'll get a lot more Buffy and Angel fighting. Yes. It's all coming. It's all coming. Um, And then Angel is there for that scene. Yeah. And then isn't there again until the very end when he shows up and saves the day, kind of. But it was very refreshing to have a Buffy Angel interaction that didn't want me to tear my eyes out. That wasn't super like, awkward. It wasn't super awkward. It wasn't super teenage drama y. It was like, it was two professionals going, Hey, sup, you got this? Yeah, I got this. I got to go help our friend. Cool. I got, I'll hold down the fort here. I'll see you later. Great. Yeah. Like, that's what it should be. Yeah. And it is very refreshing to see that it can be and that they can behave like adults because one of them is close to an adult and the other one is 200? 241 years old. Yeah. It's fine. We get adult angel later. Side character shout out. Do you have one? No, not really. Okay, because I have a very specific one that's going to be a rabbit trail. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, I guess like Jenny, but she's not really a side character anymore. Eh, She's not in the credits yet, but. Yeah. My side character shout out is the very helpful custodian. (laughs) Okay. At the beginning. Right. When Giles' friend and their dead possessed friend show up and it's a whole thing and the guy's very concerned he's running around where's giles where's giles where's giles and he's got a briefcase i don't think we ever figured out what the briefcase was but whatever and he runs up and he asks his custodian i'm looking for rupert giles where is he and the custodian very calmly says he's in the library it's over there and that's all the custodian does but that custodian was cleaning he was committed to the bit and I was impressed. I was like, good job, dude. You you showed up for work today. That's <laughs> great. And then I looked him up. Okay. This guy's name is Michael Earl Reed, and he's been doing bit roles like this since the 80s. Uh-huh. He is still working today. Really? Yes. You will care because he was in an episode of Gilmore Girls. Oh, was he? Yes. A single episode of Gilmore Girls. Uh, and here comes the son. He played Ronnie. Oh, I hate that episode. <laughs> I didn't pay attention because that episode sucks. Okay, well, he's in it. It's terrible. 
but he's in an episode of Gilmore Girls, but he, he's also... Uh, he was in How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> yeah, he was... Uh, let's just go all the way down. Miami Vice, Roseanne, uh, the original... Well, not the original. The Flash show from 1990. He was Mickey. He was in Matlock. He was in Life Goes On. Uh, Deadly in, Games, The Tomorrow two Man. Two episodes of Nash Bridges. Nash Bridges. Uh, Roswell, Gilmore Girls, CSI, West Wing, Monk, ER, two episodes. Criminal Minds, Cougar Town, Weeds, How I Met Your Mother. There's a Postmaster General. Uh huh. Kicking it, big, uh, a couple others. Uh, he was on Two Broke Girls. He was in Godless. Like, he's done all of these bit roles in all of these shows over the years. Fantastic. So, good for you, Michael Earl Reed. Good for you. You also have a majestic beard in your IMDb profile picture, so good for you. So, yes, that is very deep down the rabbit hole for a side character shout-out. I didn't know I was going that far when I enjoyed The Custodian, but here we are. Good job, Michael Earl Reed, and being in the worst episode of Gilmore Girls. (laughs) That is a whole different podcast. Episode's so bad. That's the the Jess spinoff that never happened? Yes. Okay. Okay. So I wrote down, and this is toward the end of the episode. But I literally wrote down, Dear Buffy, if you don't want your mom to see your tattoo, don't wear backless clothing. And then it was very clearly noted by showing her back that apparently he put the tattoo on her neck. Yes. I swear he put it on her back. Like her lower back? No. Like like, lower, like between her shoulder blades? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was, I thought it was her neck. I thought it was... You're probably right. I swore he put it on her back. Okay, well... She was, like, strapped down to a table face down, like... That's why I was super confused when she was like, I hope my mom doesn't see it before I get it removed. And I'm like, do you not see the clothes that you're wearing? She's gonna see it. You could wear something with a collar. You could wear a jacket. But, no, she was wearing spaghetti straps for the entire episode. Yes. Until she wore the leather jacket to go help Angel stop the hospital from being wrong. You know. Because they needed to match. Yeah. Anyway... Um, um, but yeah, the the tattoo was hidden by a very small scarf. I don't know how small that tattoo was, but it, that scarf didn't seem like it was actually like wide enough. Yeah, like the, her hair covered it would have covered it more. Yeah, it was not great. I don't know. It, it, it was good. You know, you could do an incredible <laughs> job with all of this makeup and these. Uh, monsters and the CGI from the 90s but we can't <laughs> we can't cover up her fake tattoo that you gave her for this episode we can't do that a little better right like put put clothes on her like it's not difficult <laughs> it's not hard um also shout out to the fact that it was the 90s because they mentioned Gavin Rosdale and John Cusack <laughs> That is true. Those were the two heartthrobs they mentioned that they name dropped. Gavin Rosdale, I understand. I'm not so sure John Cusack was 
a heartthrob in the 90s. I mean, that's where Buffy went. That's where Willow went. I thought, is that where Willow went? Yeah, Buffy's was Gavin Rosdale. Okay, I got this confused. Um, Yeah. But Willow's eccentric. She's different. She's weird. So you can mark it up however you want because that's what the writers of the show are doing. Yeah. She's different. She's weird. She's not a female yet. (laughs) She's not into women yet. Yeah. Very clearly because that's what this episode was. Yeah. I did really enjoy um, the Buffy aerobicizing with the music. (laughs) Like that whole bit was funny. um, But I also wrote down that if that was today, she'd be doing Zumba. Yeah. Or like Soul Cycle or something like that. Yeah. While talking about 90s things, uh, there was a payphone that Buffy did not use but turned to go use, but it was very prominently displayed outside the hospital. Right. Oh, well, the first thing that I wrote that I forgot was I literally wrote zombies? No. He turned to, to goo after he killed the dude. <laughs> Yes, they did turn to you. Real confused. So it was very clearly not a vampire. Yeah, it was. It was goo, not ash. Yeah, it was a zombie esque. Okay, so what was your favorite line in this one? Um, I really liked when Cordelia came into the library when Giles was talking to the cops. Mm. And he kept yelling at her because she kept talking. And she was like, what? Why does everybody yell my name? I can take a hint. What's the hint? <laughs> yeah, that was that was classic Cordelia. Um, she does also give the... Uh, a uh, very good delivery moments later of I was going one way. Yes. In her uh, explanation to get out of a moving violation traffic ticket, apparently. I don't know. I did also like uh, Giles at the beginning, uh, fed up with Buffy's uh, aerobicizing, saying, uh, you work on your muscle tone while my brain dribbles out of my ears. That is much better in the Giles accent. But it's very funny. Yes. So you have feelings and thoughts about the ending of this episode. You also didn't like this episode. I don't know. I wasn't as, like, interested in it as I wanted to be. Maybe because you had seen this one before, so you knew the twist. Maybe. Giles' backstory. As I liked it because it didn't feel like a Buffy episode. Gotcha. It wasn't about Buffy. It was about yeah. let's let Anthony Stewart head act and everyone else can do their part around him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always going to be more interesting to me than Buffy being a teenage girl. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't, I wasn't not interested in it because it wasn't about Buffy. Because I would much rather have episodes about the other characters than episodes about Buffy. Sure. I mean, the end. I th- I liked the ending simply because it let like it was only probably like if thirty seconds, if that, of David Boreanaz being able to be an actor. 
Yeah, and I wondered how much was him and how much was CGI and how much was computer tricks or whatever. But I don't even mean that, but, like, the physically. Like, obviously, he can't make his face do that stuff, but I meant, like, physically. He got to just basically throw himself around a very small space yes. and, like, change how his body moved based on how the demon was, was like, where the demon was in him, if he was being Angel and fighting off the demon, or if it was the demon trying to fight off Angel or whatever. Gotcha. I was less than enthused by Willow's delivery of lore until I realized that I was just used to Giles' uh, very good delivery of lore and finding things in books, and Anthony Stewart had working very hard to make it appear natural and that things were actually happening and he had oh my god I just discovered this piece of information it's very important let me tell you whereas Willow did it in a way that was slightly forced because I don't think Allison Hannigan had ever had to do that before it was fine it just wasn't Giles right but everyone was pulling their weight in different ways in this episode um, but they did have a cutaway shot of Willow drinking tea because uh, maybe they're contractually obligated for someone to drink tea in every episode. I don't know. But it was there. I assume that was like coffee, but I mean, it was. you're probably more accurate. <laughs> oh, I assumed it was tea because it was Willow doing her best Giles. <laughs> segment as always is Ryan predicts poorly and I predict but it's more of a hope that Oz will be back in the next episode because I understand that he's important eventually and I would just kind of like to get to it <laughs> mm-hmm. because they're introducing characters and interesting ideas early so that you can get used to them but then they're leaving them for stretches and it's fine when you do it once, but when it's just what you do all the time, it's just a little frustrating. So please, please, please let Oz be back so we can get back to whatever that plot is going to be. Check us out on our Twitter at I Missed It Pod. Leave us a rating and review on any pod catcher that you listen to, Spotify, Apple podcast whatever i'll let you we would greatly appreciate it and you can check out the rest of the shows on the ghostlight media network at ghostlightmedia.net that's going to do it for this episode of i missed it this has been buffy season two episode eight the dark age i'm ryan and i'm Brittany. and don't forget computers they're on their way out paper's gonna make a big comeback
This has been a Ghostlight Media production.